my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial... <laughs> there we go again. An unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Well, today I am continuing our proms and graduations theme for the month of May. So I am doing from season four, it's season four, episode 25, entitled The Graduate. Yes, we're moving on to graduation. In this episode, Danny dates a college student. At the same time, DJ graduates from junior high and Michelle graduates from preschool. Poor Stephanie feels left out of the graduation festivities, so the family tries to cheer her up by making a graduation ceremony for her. Granted, she still has to grape, like, oh, great, a bowling trophy, as Joey's like, yes, that's right, you're bowling your way into the fifth grade. Stephanie, you grip so much, sweetie, about wanting something. You're not going to have a huge ceremony at your school. It's just not going to happen. The fact that your family felt so guilty or just wanted to maybe shut you up, just go with it and be happy. They're making you the center of attention like you wanted, right? All right. This episode originally aired on April 26th, 1991. I still would have been only eight years old. I hadn't yet turned nine at the time of this airing. This episode's got a 6.7 out of 10 rating based on 48,647 ratings on IMDb. This episode was directed by Joel Zwick. Joel Zwick. Writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Ellen Gilas, G-U-Y-L-A-S. I'm sure I mispronounced it. I'm sorry, Ellen. So, we do have a guest star. We have, actually, a couple of them. Jennifer Nash plays Kirsten, who is the college student intern at the television station for Wake Up San Francisco. Let's see if I recognize her from... Oh, she was on uh, Home Improvement. Okay, that's good for her. Maybe she dated Brad. Let's see, what has she done? She was in Growing Pains? Margo. Oh, I bet what this is, is the babysitter for, um, for Chrissy, because this would have been, well, this would have been a while after, um, Either that, or I'm guessing it's maybe that someone that Mike goes out with, but let me double check, because I think Kate is in this episode, isn't she? Is she? Uh, no, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I'm just going to go with that, she, yeah, that she's the babysitter for Chrissy that Mike has to take home that lives in, like, Manhattan or Brooklyn or somewhere, because... She's like, he's like, oh, I'll take you home. And she's like, oh, you don't have to. I mean, it's really far. And he's like, oh, I don't mind. And then, like, early the next morning, everyone's getting up, 
and Mike just now walks in the door. And they're like, where have you been all night? And he's like, I was taking home the babysitter. She was also in an episode of Mr. Belvedere, which I haven't seen. My my guess is this girl's is, she's got to be a friend of Wes's. I mean, not Wes, I mean, um, Heather's. Okay, she plays in two episodes in season one as Greta. So who is this girl? She's kind of a... Whoa, wait, is that her? I think that might be her, guys. Yeah, this is from 90... Okay, so she's got to be, like, someone who's helping out on Tool Time, because that's the picture I'm getting, anyway. Let's see. She was in an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Let's see if there's... She's in an episode of Blossom. Maybe she was one of Blossom's friends. She was in the movie Clifford? I saw that movie. It's not the one with the dog, guys. It's the one with Charles Grodin and Martin Short, who is a weird man-child. He's, like, got the mind of a 10-year-old and the body of a 30-something-year-old. Let's see. What other... Has she been in... Nope. Last thing she did was 10 years ago called Tripping Forward. And it looks like a semi-adult movie. Like, one of those American Pie knockoff films. So, let's see. Oh, I want to see the teacher, um, preschool teacher. Roseanne Caton plays Mrs. Manning. Has she been in anything I would know? I'll check real quick. I'll be right back. Oh, she was in two episodes of Fall. Yeah, because she was in earlier in beginning of season four in episode six. She was the Michelle's preschool teacher in A Pinch for a Pinch. A Pinch for a Pinch, Yes. She was in an episode of Facts of Life. Well, you know what? When I get to start watching Facts of Life, after I'm done with all eight seasons of Different Strokes, I will look for her. Well, we got a user review for this episode. A 5 out of 10. A dull and meaningless filler. I mentioned that random fillers are the worst. This one could be argued that it is not an episode meant to extend the amount of episodes in a season, but this episode was not good regardless of how you view it. Michelle is graduating preschool. Stephanie is moving to upper elementary school. DJ is graduating high school. There's more. Sure, Danny feels old and goes on a date with a college girl doing her internship at the station. As you'd guess, it doesn't last. This forgettable episode only has one memorable scene. Michelle's class singing Twist and Shout. Yippee, end of review. Well, good for you. This was actually done February 10th of 2019 by Power Mandan. Good for you, buddy. So, episode seasons of shows that have 20 plus episodes, you know there's going to be a filler episode here or there. It's just, it's bound to happen. They got their core episodes, their special episodes, their goofy episodes, and then their episodes that don't go anywhere, but... It just is an episode that shows that everyone's getting a little older and progressing on to the next stage of their life. Michelle's gonna start kindergarten in season five. Uh, DJ's gonna start high school. Stephanie's gonna start fifth grade and have a crush on her teacher. I have a story for that when I get to that episode. Title reference, The Graduate. Okay.
Trivia. The first time we see Danny and Becky working together since good news, bad news, and even then it wasn't for a segment of their morning show, Wake Up San Francisco, but an advertisement for the show. Okay. Van Anna Junior High School, which DJ graduated, has the same last name as the producer of the show, Don Van Atta. Alright, I got the DVD holder here. Let's read what this says. <laughs> This is funny. In quotes. Oh, it's a quote from the episode. As Michelle asks, are you here to play with DJ? When she meets Danny's much, much younger date. Because, of course, we know by this time, Danny's Danny turned 30 in season one. So this is season four. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's like 32, 33 at this point. So it seems like every season marks another year in the lives of the Tanners. And of course, Danny's answer to Michelle's question is, oh no, honey, she's here to play with me. Ugh. Great. We need that image on our head, Danny. <laughs> I gotta say, though, Danny's hair for season four has gotta be my most, my least favorite of the show. I just, I don't like the side part. I don't like the kind of, uh, the waviness it has. It's just, mm, I don't like it. So as I'd like to do on the podcast before I officially start the episode is to let all my listeners know, if they don't, where they can go follow along with the podcast. On Facebook at Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. You can also follow along on Instagram at OMHC Full House Fuller House pod. On Twitter, we have OMHC Full House slash Fuller House Podcast. And if you'd like to send an email, you can do so at OMHCFHPodcast.com or at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, I am ready to jump into this episode. If you have been following along on social media, I did just post that I received the Unsweetened, which is the memoir book by Jody Sweden. I did have it like eight years ago. I read it when it first came out in hardcover, and then I donated it. And I'm like, you know what? I think I want to reread it because I haven't read it in a long time, and I I did enjoy it when I did read it. Also, I did order off of eBay 16 Full House Stephanie books. So I'm really looking forward to maybe eventually reviewing those on the podcast after I read them. So a lot of good things to look forward to. After today, we also, after this week, the next graduation episode, which will be Subterranean Graduation Blues. Or Graduation Blues. Where Jesse, who's been going to night school... Gets to deliver a speech. He gets to be the valedictorian and give a speech to his fellow graduating class. And then when I do that episode, I will be letting you know what is going to take place for the rest of summer, which is June, July, and August. I have everything laid out how I want to do it. We're going to do summer episodes, and I'll get more into that um, after next week's episode. And then in September, we'll have back to school. We'll have Halloween episodes in October. November's Thanksgiving. 
episodes from Full House and Fuller House, and as well as the Christmas episodes from Full and Fuller House. So, this year is packed, and my goal next year is to do episode themes like I'm doing now, but with Jesse and Becky's relationship progressing into engagement, marriage, and then the birth of the twins, so... I'm just, I think it's going to be so fun. And then I, I think I'll also do one about uh, f uh, feuding friends where we have some episodes where Kimmy and DJ kind of have their, I'm going to, we're going to end this friendship. We're no longer friends anymore. I think I want to do that next year too. So, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready for this episode. All right. Well, before we get into the episode, guess what? We have our always fun cold open with Michelle so it looks like it's nighttime she's in her pajamas she's got a headband one of those hard plastic headbands on and she comes into Joey's room and she's like can you help me find my piggy her stuffed pig that she was gonna give to Jesse as a going away gift when he was going to move out of the house and then I believe she does give the pig to Teddy in the episode The Long Goodbye, which I believe is in season five, where her friend Teddy moves to Amarillo, Texas. Spoiler alert, Teddy does come back, I believe, in season six or seven? I think seven. Joey's just kind of chilling at his desk in his room. He's got his harmonica. And he, Joey's like, no, I haven't seen your piggy, sweetie. Is he lost? And she's like, yes, I can't find him anywhere and I've looked all over the house so Joey's like you know what whenever I lose a stuffed animal the only thing that helps me through the night is I play the blues so he gets on the harmonica so I'm gonna play this clip here I'll tell you what Michelle whenever I lose a stuffed animal there's only one thing that helps me through the night I play the blues so I'll tell you what I'll get you started and then you tell me the story here we go Michelle lost her piggy <laughs> Dave Coulier play the harmonica on the show. There have been other instances. I'm trying to think of one. Oh, Jesse's birthday when he turns 26. It's from season two, I'm There for You, Babe. Yeah, Michelle's like, oh, I remembered. I left my pig in the kitchen. And she runs out. Oh, here, speaking of a little pig story, um, and that headband, I used to have those hard plastic headbands, and... I accidentally left it in the hallway, and it's mind you, it's a, it was a short hallway, carpeted. My sister comes out of her room, barefoot, steps on it, and she is on the floor in pain. I'm crying. I feel terrible. I go and get my piggy bank, thinking, oh, she's going to have to go to the emergency room, and I'm trying to, like, pull the money out, like, I'm going to try to help her make, make her feel better, and I, because I feel so guilty. Oh my goodness. I mean, seeing Michelle's headband brought all that back. All 
right, the episode opens in the kitchen as Danny comes down the stairs, and he's got his, like, he's ready for work. Becky's behind the kitchen island. She's making waffles. Apparently, the thing with Becky is whether she's just not a good cook. She's like, all right, boys, your waffles are ready. As she opens up, it's a waffle maker, an electronic waffle maker. And I've had that happen. Where you put the batter in on the griddle, you close it, and then the light comes up saying it's done. You open it, and it basically splits that waffle in two. So you got half on the top of the, the grid, and then the other half on the bottom. And it's like, what in the world? Seriously? Like, when I use a George Foreman grill, and I make those cheese and bacon stuff, um, hamburgs... And I get, you're supposed to seal them, and I do my best to, you know, make sure it's sealed, yet still, I open it when it's, they're done, and then you got, the burger is ripped in part, the cheese is all melted, you got half, the top of the burger is on the top of the George Foreman grill, and the other part is on the bottom, and it's like, I'm scraping because we have to eat these and salvage them, and it's like, what a freaking joke. Ugh. It's so frustrating. You know, you go to through all that work creating those yummy, you know, this the cheese is supposed to be inside and melted and yummy, not splattered all over the inside of the George Foreman grill. Along with all the bacon that I had to cook and then rip up and put in. Ugh. Okay. I love how Jesse is, like, right behind Becky. Like, like, oh, this will be... He's got his, like, chin in his hand. Like, oh, this will be fun to watch. As Joey is on the other side of the counter near Danny. And he's just poured himself coffee. Like, okay, let's see how this goes. <laughs> you know they're gonna criticize her when, uh, yeah. Ugh. I'm guessing that this... All the, these waffles probably made, what, four of them? That they're supposed to be for the family. Unless they're just making them for the four of them. But I think it's for the family. Oh, I love Becky's line here. It's like, everybody grab a fork. It's all you can scrape. Like, oh, my gosh. Of course, Jesse's response to that is, you know what? I, I think I'm in kind of a cereal mood this morning. And uh, Joey and Danny are pretty much in the same boat. Like, yeah, I second and third that. So the guys all sit at the table, and Joey asks, like, hey, Danny, how'd your blind date go last night? And Danny's like, terrible. We played that guess your age game, and she guessed I was 33. And Joey's like, you are 33. And, of course, Danny's response to that is like, yeah, but it's normal to shave off a year or two. I'm sorry, no, Jesse says you are 33. And Danny's like, it's common courtesy to knock off four or five years. And Danny and Joey's response is hilarious. Like, hey, maybe she thought you did. I'm like, oh. And Danny just looks at Joey with this hard glare like, I can help you pack your bags and you can move out of this house if you ever make a statement like that again. So thus starts the whole gray hair scenario as Joey does point out well, Danny, you do have a few gray hairs. Well, let's think about that. His wife died. That probably could have added some gray hairs in the stress of, you know, raising three girls. Granted, he ha does have two guys helping him raise those children. But then again, I mean, you never know. Um, 
a lot of people say stress uh, does age a person, and gray hairs happen. That's why they invented hair dye. <laughs> but the thing is, on guys, as they all say, as people say, gray hair in a guy makes him look distinguished. On a woman, it just makes him look old. But then again, there are women with salt and pepper hair that are rocking that look. Look at Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, she's rocking the short hair and the salt and pepper look. So Danny's like, well, I don't have any gray hairs. And Joey's like, oh, here, look. Oh, there's one. Pluck. And Danny's, or Joe, I cannot keep the name straight here. <laughs> Jesse, who's sitting at the end of the table there, is like, oh, I see one too as he pulls one out. And I'm thinking, um, I know of an episode down the road where Jesse is dyeing his hair, his music career is not taking off, he's getting stressed, he's finding gray hairs, he's like, I'm gonna color my hair, and then Becky, in order to cheer him up, brings over a couple of the Beach Boys so they can jam, have a jam session. But even on Fuller House, I mean, Dave Coulier, he's got like... The long on top, but the shave down the back and the sides. But it's still, you can see that blonde is more of a, a grayish blonde. I don't know if that's a color, but still, I mean, own it. Just own it. I mean, I guess I can say that because I'm like 36 and a half and I don't think I have a gray hair yet. Granted, I think I might have seen some, but the thing is, my hair is blonde and it's so, like, light, it's kind of hard to tell. Oh, and Becky wanders over, like, oh, here's one too, yoink! Like, oh my goodness. And all three of them hand the hairs that they pulled out of Danny's head back to him. He's like, oh, thank you. I can use them for hair restoration plants. Yeah, he says, I might need them as plugs for a hair transplant. So this is funny. As Michelle comes down, like, hello, people. And they're like, oh, hey, Michelle. Danny, don't ever ask a young kid who's under five how old you are. Because their answer is going to be way out of left field. Michelle, I want to ask you a question. <laughs> how old do I look? 92. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Wanna hear my budget? Michelle's like, do you want to hear my graduation song? After she tells Danny that he looks like he's 92. I thought 30 was old when I was 8. Granted, this a bit older than Michelle. Oh my goodness, those pa the uh, parachute jump shoot uh, jumpsuit overalls that she's wearing, just, they balloon, like, outwards, like, <sighs> it's like if they threw her out of a plane if she were going skydiving, she wouldn't even need the parachute, her pants would hold her up and float, keep her floating safely to the ground. So she's like, you want to hear my graduation song? And Jesse's like, oh, your graduation song again? We, we've heard it, like, like all of, constantly. Of course, Jesse has to shame the wheels on the bus. Like, it's not exactly uh, Elvis Presley. He says it's not exactly the coolest song, which, of course, oh, Jesse, just play along. I know she's probably been singing it ad nauseum, but... She's graduating from preschool. Just 
go with it. She'll be over it in a week. It'll be done and she'll be focused on the next thing. Just humor her. Oh, her bottom lip goes on. Mm. Sorry, but someone older than you, like an adult telling you something stupid that you like, that that hits. That hits in the heart. My my eyes would be welling with tears if I were her. I would have ran out of the room crying and not talked to Uncle Jesse if I were Michelle. Like, that's it. I'm giving you the silent treatment and you hurt my feelings. But he can't resist. He's like, all right, hit it. Let's go. I love how she's singing about the wheels on the bus go round and round. She's using her fingers in a rotating wheel motion to... She only knows the wheels on the bus go round and round, which, I mean, this is a child delivering these lines. You don't want to deliver the entire song. There is more to the song. I'm going to look that up. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. Whoops. Oh, shoot. I didn't know I had that on. <laughs> so she's got the beginning of the song, which the wheels on the bus go round and round, blah, 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 blah. All through the town. The wipers on the bus. So they're talking about different parts of the bus. Swish, swish, swish. Swish, swish. All through the town. The door on the bus goes open and shut. Open and shut. It's a repeating song, of course. Oh, it's giving you... Oh, I see it. Okay. So at the beginning of the song, it's the wheels on the bus going round and round. In parentheses, it says, roll hands over each other, which is exactly what Michelle is doing. So we do the wipers on the bus go swish, swish, swish. It says in parentheses, put arms together in front of you and swish like windshield wipers. The door on the bus goes open and shut, open and shut, and so on, all through the town. It says to cover eyes with hands and on shut... Cover eyes with hands on shut and uncover them on open. All right. The horn on the horn, the horn on the bus goes beep, beep, beep. The horn on the bus goes beep, beep, beep all through the town. Pretend to honk a horn. The gas on the bus goes glug, glug, glug. Oh, this is it. I remember singing this song. I do not <coughs> remember the gas on the bus. I think I only got as far as maybe the horn or maybe the wipers. Uh, guess on the bus goes glug 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 all through the town. Parentheses. Pretend to fill tank using pointer finger as gas nozzle. All right. The money on the bus goes clink 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 uh, all through the town. Parentheses. Pretend to put money in cash box on bus. Okay. Oh, here we go. Wow, this is a really long song. And they don't even sing the whole song on the show, I don't think. Because, oh, because Jesse does have them change it to, like, twist and shout or something fun. The baby on the bus goes, wah, wah, wah. Wah, 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 wah. Parentheses. Fisted hands in front of eyes and rub them like a baby crying. <laughs> the people on the bus say, shh, 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 The people on the bus say, shh, 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 all through the town. Put a pointer finger to mouth to shh. The mommy on the bus says, I love you, I love you, I love you. The daddy on the bus says, I love you, too, all through the town. Point to self on I, right hand over heart on love, and point to the other on you. That is the longest song. Is that the act? That just sounds like a different variation than the one I grew up with. I don't know. It might be the same one, but I don't remember those other. Those other lyrics could have been added, like the money, the baby, uh, the, the other thing at the end of the song, yeah. So Joey is like, hey, Michelle, why don't you wait and sing that song on 
the uh, carpool way to the way to school. And Michelle's like, okay. And Jesse's like, thank you, Joey. And of course, they add, oh, Jesse, by the way, you're the one that's driving Michelle to school this morning. <laughs> DJ and Stephanie come downstairs because they're ready for school. Now, Danny's going to try this out on them asking, how old do I look? And DJ's like, well, I don't know. I mean, you're my dad. I mean, you're you're old. Is he hoping one of them will say, oh, you look like you're 26? Like, come on, Danny. It's a lose-lose question. You're going to feel bad regardless. Just the idea that you have a, your oldest daughter is starting high school. Yikes. So, Becky asks DJ, like, how's your speech coming along? And DJ's like, well, the speech is good. It's just the idea of speaking in front of 300 people makes me really nervous. So, Joey gives... DJ advice, you know, being he's a stand-up comic, you know, if he gets a little nervous, the one thing to think about, picture everybody in their underwear. That is the oldest trope in the book, or the oldest thing in the book. I don't know, it's just fun. Joey really doesn't have an answer. I don't know, it's just fun. Ew. I'll say it again. Ew, Joey. DJ just was like, anyway, (laughs) I'm going to change the subject. You know, I'm just going to go to school and not have a response to what you just said. DJ leaves and now we get Stephanie complaining, why don't I get a graduation? Oh, she's just going from third grade to fourth grade. Wait a, wait a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, maybe she is going... Oh, she's going from third grade to fourth... I thought she was going from fourth grade to fifth grade. Okay, because I... Okay, I do remember in Spellbound, which is in season five, she says, I am the top speller of Mr. Lowry's fourth grade class. Gotcha. All right, my mistake. I apologize. Okay. Cleared that up. I mentioned how I don't like Danny's hair? Because I don't like Danny's hair in this season. It's not good. <coughs> is very insulted. She's like, just, are you kidding me? I'm going from one lower elementary to upper elementary. A school, a playground with no monkey bars. Well, because when I was in third grade, at the end, when I started fourth grade, I was in a whole new building. I went from Runciman um, first through third grade, and then I went to Bushnell from, for fourth and fifth, and then I went to, you know, middle school for sixth through eighth, then high school versus nine through twelve. So she's just, it's a very big deal, and going from lower elementary to upper elementary, and nobody cares. Is she gonna utter a how rude? Yes, she does. She's still carrying that Jetsons lunchbox from season one, and it's not even a real Jetsons lunchbox, it's a fuchsia pink plastic Aladdin lunchbox that's got Jetsons stickers, like those poofy stickers, you know, the the, the white poofy ones. I remember the the nice the scratch and sniff stickers. Those ones are so cool. I'd always get a new one after I left my therapy session at school. 
There was actually a skunk-flavored one, or there was one that smelled like rotten egg. Ugh. Also, Stephanie's bag, her fuchsia and white-striped bag, it's got, like, little butterflies on it. I like how it matches um, her fuchsia lunchbox. Um, I also see a bowl, one bowl down there for Comet. But guess where that bowl is? It's unreachable. It's right next to the ottoman that's pushed up against that desk there that's by the stairs. But Danny just spends a lot of this episode just sulking about the fact that he's got a daughter who's going into high school, a little, a youngest child who's going from preschool to kindergarten, and a middle child who is going to a school with no monkey bars. I'm kind of curious, let's say Pam never died, let's say his wife never died, right? Would he still be going through this woe is me, I'm old thing? Because let me say, when I hit my 30s, I didn't feel old. I'm almost going to be 37. I do not feel old at all. Granted, ask me again when I'm like 57 and ask, ask me how I feel old then, but it's like, no, I, I don't. And I don't think I'll feel that way at 57. But then again, I don't know if I'm going to be podcasting in 20 years. I'll probably have moved on to another venture. But hey, at least I'll hopefully have these still up so we can all listen to how young my voice sounds. <laughs> so, Becky sits down next to Danny. It's like, Danny, please, come on. This is just a part of life. I love Joey looking into the future saying, pretty soon the girls will move out, get married, have kids. Well, that's like 20-some years down the road. Yeah. But Danny on Fuller House is still a hip-happening guy. He might be 60, but that don't matter. He's still got it going on. He's a cool dude. Dang! Joey, could you shove that knife in a little deeper into Danny's side? As you're like, pretty soon you'll be old, bald, and alone. Hey, he's like 60 on Fuller House. He is neither bald or alone or old. Well, I mean, he's not dating Vicky yet, but season five. I want a, ma I want a marriage between Danny and Vicky. We've been waiting on that since season six when he proposed to her. And then, of course, in season seven, he broke it off with her. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Four weddings, guys. Four weddings. That's what I want to see in season five. Danny and Vicky, DJ Steve, Jimmy, Stephanie, Kimmy, Fernando. I want it all. Anyone else want to flash forward of the towards the end of season five? I kind of, I don't know. I kind of do and I kind of don't. Because then you know if they do a flash forward, they'll have to have replacement actors for Max Jackson and Tommy. And, of course, um, baby Pamela and, of course, Stephanie's baby, who we don't know. Oh, just call her baby girl Tanner. Because we don't know. And she's not married. You know what I just realized? When Stephanie gets married and takes the name Gibbler. I mean, yes, they'll always be Tanners. But the Tanner name. Well, we still have Michelle. Never mind. We still have Michelle. She's in New York creating her fashion empire. I want to play this clip as Joey is like, soon you'll be 
old, bald, and alone. He's like, oh, well, have a nice day as he waves. Like, let me leave you with these parting words. But I want to play this. This is funny. Yeah, pretty soon the girls will move out, get married, have kids. Before you know it, you'll be old, bald, and alone. Well, listen, have a nice day. <laughs> All right, so now we're shooting across town. We're on the set of Wake Up San Francisco. And I guess their segment is fitness and taking care of yourself. Because they got Danny and Becky there doing, like, jumping jacks or something with this, this uh, fitness trainer. And Becky's, you know, great. I mean, you know, she's, what, late 20s possibly? Mid-late 20s? And the guy who's running this fitness segment is, I'm not going to say he's a big guy. He's he's smidge. He's muscle-bound. He's muscle-toned. He's not jacked or anything like that, but, yeah. He looks actually to be older than Danny. This guy looks like he's, like, probably in his 40s. But, no, health is important at any age. I like Danny's uh, sweatsuit-windbreaker combo he's got going on. It's black with, like, um purple running down the side of the leg and um the collar is purple and everything it's really cool okay so this is jerry jacobs okay uh they're promoting his new video body by jer so here's another dig um mr uh jerry jacobs here it's like, remember to stretch after you exercise. It's very important. He turns to Danny. He's like, you know, for us older guys. Oh, there's a little... Oh, poor Danny. He is really... He's getting it from every, every angle here. You know, from the gray hair to Michelle saying, oh, you, I think you're 92 years old. To DJ saying, I don't know. You're my dad. You're old. He just wants someone to look at him and say, yay, you are a young, hot Fox, Danny Tanner. And luckily, he's going to get that in the form of a 20-year-old college student who's doing her internship at the TV station. He's 33. He's too young to have a midlife crisis. And the guy's like, right, Danny? Us older guys? And Danny's just like, older? Really? How old do I look? And he's like, uh, do I have any more gray hairs? I thought I got them all. And J Danny bends his head down, and Jerry's actually looking like, uh... They're still being filmed! <laughs> they would cut that one. Oh, I mean, unless it's live, which it might be live. Maybe. Oh, boy. So, luckily, Becky is able to save this segment. Like, hey, join us tomorrow as we watch Danny gracefully age right before our eyes. <laughs> so they call cut and Becky goes off with Jerry probably to get more tips or whatever about whatever or to tell him what a great job he did um Danny of course is now accusing the make I don't know maybe he's not accusing the makeup guy like next time get some more um foundation or something under my eyes because I look like I have bags like I'm really tired or something no, Danny, you're just overly stressed about this. So I'm going to play this clip. We get Kirsten here, who's interning at the station. And apparently, I think Danny was the one that had uh, gotten her that internship. So, Danny. Oh, hi, 
person. Thanks again for letting me do my college internship on your show. But I have to be honest, I was shocked during that exercise segment. Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't done a squat thrust since grade school. <laughs> I meant when he called you an older guy. You can't be more than, what, 27, 28? <laughs> Yes, I could be, but who believe it, huh? Well, he must have said that because you project such an aura of wisdom and maturity. Well, not only did you just nail my age, but you've got my aura right on. You are so cute. Well, I should get back to class. Right. Well, see you tomorrow. Kirsten, wait up. I was just wondering, uh, maybe if you weren't doing anything tonight, you and I could, like, hang out. Cool! Do you like slaughter? I'm basically nonviolent. <laughs> slaughter, the band. Oh, of course, I know. I, I was just teasing you. I'm a major slaughterhead. Great, I, I have tickets for tonight. I'll pick you up after my last class, and you can be my date. Awesome! So Kirsten is really riding that t train to Dannytown. Um, <laughs> she is all into him, flirting heavily, flirting. I can't believe that guy called you old. I mean, you can't be any more than what, twenty-seven, twenty-eight? And Danny, of course, that's right where he wants to see himself. Well, originally she's like, I can't believe. Oh, so Kirsten starts out with saying that she was shocked during the exercise segment. And Danny thinks it's because, oh, I'm sorry, I just, I haven't done a squat thrust in years. So I can't imagine how that looked for you. So this has got to be, so I got the back of the DVD box. So this is April 26, 1991. Um, I remember a lot of women would wear the, like the sweaters it was a thing the sweaters that go past your hips because Kirsten's wearing something like that I think at times that uh Becky even wears stuff like that so it was just a thing I remember some aunts in my family would also wear the sweater the sweaters that would go all the way past the hips like down to the thighs She's really reaching here, like, oh, I meant when that guy, when, um, that man called you an older guy. You can't be any more than, what, 27, 28? Does she really believe that? Because, Kirsten, if she's doing an internship, so she's got to be maybe, what, 22? So she's, like, early 20s, and he's on, in her mind, the back end of 20. So she thinks that the exercise Jerry said that because... In her mind, Danny projects such an aura of wisdom and maturity. Oh my goodness. She must have taken a college course or a class on spirituality, which there's nothing wrong with auras and all that stuff, but... You hear the audience go, Woo! This girl's flirting with Danny and Danny likes it. So Danny goes with say, Hey, not only did you just nail my age... But you got my aura right on. I like how Kirsten tries to be serious. Like, you know, I um I should get back to class. 
But she realizes she's probably looking like a teen girl. Like, oh, Danny, you're so cute. Uh, she's got an older man crush. So Danny, when she goes to starts walking away, Danny's the one who calls out to her and asks her if they could go out. And she's like, oh, cool. Oh, I got tickets to slaughter. Or, no, she's like, do you like Slaughter? He's like, I'm usually a non-violent person. She's like, no, the band. And Danny plays it off like, oh, yeah, Slaughter. <laughs> I'm a major Slaughterhead. She's like, great, I got tickets. I'll pick you up later tonight when I get out of my last class. Let me see if this Slaughter is a real band. I'm sure they probably are. I, I don't listen to them. I'm guessing they're a metal band, maybe. Alright, so I looked them up on YouTube. Let me hear one of their songs, if it's any decent here. Oh my goodness. Here. I think I've... I don't know. They sound like someone that I would have heard in, at some point. I mean, Jeremy, maybe he listens to Slaughter. I don't know. He, he listens to Stone Temple Pilots, Metallica, um, what are those other bands? I can't think of them right now. Oh my gosh, I know this song. Hold on, listen. My sister, for my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary back in 2000, she put together this video of pictures with songs and everything. This was one of the songs. I'm like, ah, I know this song. I want to look up a history on Slaughter. Let's see. What can they, what can the internet tell me about the band Slaughter? Are they, I bet they're still together. Slaughter 5? That's not it. What's that? Hold on, Slaughter. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Right here. Okay, um, overview. Slaughter is an American rock band formed in Las Vegas, Nevada by lead vocalist, rhythm guitarist, Mark Slaughter. His last name is Slaughter. Oh, that's interesting. And bassist Dana Strum, or Donna, Dana, D-A-N-A. The band restarted them in 1990, so of course this episode is 91, okay, with their first album, Stick It To You, which spawned several hits singles including up all night spend my life mad about you fly to the angels the album reached double platinum status in the united states the band remains a steady act in national tours oh they're still doing their thing sweetness lead singer mark slaughter since 1988 awards american music award for favorite heavy metal band art hard rock new york art new artist Nominations, MTV Video Music Award. Sweet. That was in 1990. Oh, I love that song. Just be, I think I like it because it was in that video my sister made of the family. But so listen to their music. Oh, of course. So before we cut to the next scene, Danny's walking Kirsten out. He's like, oh, by the way, I uh, made the coffee on the set this morning. Like, oh, do you like that? All right, now we're going to jump over across town to Michelle's preschool. As they're singing the wheels on the bus. How many kids are here? We got Michelle. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Aaron's rubbing at his... Aaron Bailey. Oh, Aaron Bailey. He's like rubbing at his eye. <laughs> I like how they have a nice mixture of, you know... 
white kids, African American kids. I think there's a um so we're um an Asian child in there. Just very beautiful. Oh, I think that little boy might they might be um uh are do you say mixed race? Is that right? Oh, they're so cute. They're so cute. So Danny again, or not Danny, and Jesse is there to pick up Michelle, and he, as soon as he opens the door, it's like, he's hit with a wave of sound of wheels on the bus. Go, wound, 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 meow, wow, 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 wow. Right, Quinn? The wheels on the Quinny go round and round, mew, 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 she's sleeping on the bed. By the way, I made that up last night. I'm like, as I was making rice aroni, I was like, the wheels on the quin go mew, 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 wow, mew. And Jesse's like, are oh, you gotta be kidding me? And he's about ready to just walk out the door. Like, you know what? I'll wait in my car. Michelle, you can walk yourself out. So they're just doing the wheels on the bus. Um, Yesterday when I started recording this episode i looked at the lyrics there's more than just that we went through the wipers we went through the baby we went through the change we went through the doors we went through all of it maybe it's for the kids that's too much for them so just keep doing the wheels on the bus if you give them any more than that they're gonna get forgetful because they're four so danny why am i doing this jesse 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 katsopoulos big J. Comes in, hanging in the doorway, and when the teacher stops the song, she turns to look towards the door and sees Jesse there and, like, come on, come on in. Oh, I like those little dog chairs. They have little ears that stick out at the top of the... Oh, it's, they're so cute. That classroom just looks so nice and comfortable. Like, I'd go sit in one... I wouldn't fit in one of those chairs. I'd probably break it. It's one of those soft, like, kid chairs. You know, the kid that drags a little soft chair up to the TV and just sits in it? Those look so comfy. Is she not wearing shoes? I think she is wearing shoes, but they're such a color that they almost kind of seem like Maybe like they're like a burnt orange or something. Because it almost looks like she's barefoot. Like, the shoes match her skin tone. The teacher. So the kids all say, hi, Uncle Jesse. And Jesse's like, hey, Rugrats. You know, I'm going to wait outside the door. I'm a little early. Why didn't you just wait in the car then? Because now you're going to get roped into a cool song that you're gonna have the like oh the wheels on the bus ew that song came out and when did that song come out okay here we go wheels on the bus is an american folk song written by verna hills and published published in 1939 wow interesting that is so cool i didn't oh i want to see let's see what else it says it is a popular children's song in the united kingdom the united states australia and canada is often sung by children on bus trips to keep themselves amused. Oh, there's a Wikipedia article about it. It has a very repetitive rhythm, making the song easy for a large number of people to sing in a manner similar to the song 99 Bottles of Beer. It is based on fellow traditional British song Here We Go Round the Mulberry Bush. The song is also sometimes sung to the tune of Buffalo Gals, as in the version done by Raffi. That, what, oh, so this means the song was sung by Andrew Jeffrey. Okay, I get it. And the songwriter is Verna Hills. All right. 
So yes, of course, since Jesse's there early and uh, the teacher already knows he can play a guitar. Okay, she is indefinitely wearing shoes. Okay, gotcha. So she yanks him over the there's always room on the magic carpet for Uncle Jesse. Just plop yourself down right next to me. Jesse is or John Stamos is definitely a foot taller. Or I'd say at least definitely a head taller than this teacher. She's got her hands on her hips, looking at Jesse. She's got these giant glasses on. I like how she's got this scarf that's kind of like tied around her neck and then kind of uh, like twisted into a knot. But she's looking at Jesse with her hands on her hips, like, "What did you think of our graduation song?" Jesse's gonna be honest, like it, it really, it's it's kind of a loser song. It's been done before. So she pretty much volunteers. I'm like, all right, why doesn't Uncle Jesse teach us a song that's a winner? I love how she's always delegating her. Whenever Uncle Jesse comes there, she's always delegating responsibility. It's like, oh, when it was uh, Parent Volunteer Day, she's like, oh, I'm going to get stuff for the puppet show. I'm going to go off in this room. Here, here's a box of animal crackers. You give them to the students or the little kids. And Jesse, meanwhile, I remember the episode because he's handing... A child, one animal cracker. He's like, no, no, I want the clean hands. You have clean hands? You don't? Well, you don't get one. Oh, here's something with his head ripped off. Here you go. That's for you. Oh, oh, Michelle. You, she sells her Uncle Jesse out. Because Jesse's like, well, I mean, it's all right for something about a bus of wheels going around and around. And... Michelle was like, you said it was uncool. You said it wasn't cool. So Jesse's like, yeah, all right. all right. You know, the song's a loser. It really, it's not good. So she's like, all right. Well, and the thing is, they probably practiced this song. When is this graduation? Now you got to teach these kids a whole new song and a routine that goes with it. I'm going to play this clip. <laughs> it's just funny how these kids and the teacher just, they pull him into this situation. Like, you're not getting out of it. Maybe you should have just waited in the car, Uncle Jesse, and just have the teacher walk Michelle out, and you would have avoided this whole scenario. Well, how many kids can say their parent or uncle or whoever helped them have a banger graduation song for preschool? Bam! She's not even going to remember this. I mean, think about it. For the wedding episode, right, in season two of Full House, Becky's nephew, Howie, from Nebraska, comes over. Cute little blonde kid. It's actually, it's that child was played by a, uh, twin girls. So, but anyway, Michelle falls hard. Boom. Loves Howie. Cannot stand to see him leave. Flash forward for Michelle, two years old. She's four now in season four. And it's the big day, the wedding. And... Becky's like, oh, I have a surprise for you, Michelle. Do you remember my nephew, Howie? And Michelle's like, hmm, putting a finger to her chin, like, oh, Howie, do I remember it? Nope, nope, I don't remember Howie, I'm sorry. So in two years, she had forgotten Howie. So at the end of the episode of season two, they actually had a little video chat, like, uh, they filmed Howie on video and played it for Michelle. So at no time in those two years did they keep up that communication. So she eventually developed other friends and forgot all about Howie. 
Not to mention the Howie they get in season four is played, of course, by a different actor. It's actually played by a boy, and the boy has dark brown, mullety, curly hair. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Back to this story. I'm going to play this clip. Yeah! <laughs> How did you like our graduation song? Oh, well, it's, it's okay for a song about a bus with a bunch of wheels that go round and round. You said it was not cool. No, I'm sure it's not. All right, I'm busted. The song's a loser. Perhaps Uncle Jesse could teach us a song that's a winner. Yeah! You can do my job for me. Thank you. And I'll still get paid. Jesse's a little busy for that. Just, uh, I don't know, just pick a cool song. I bet you don't know any Well, that worked out. <laughs> Thank you so much for volunteering. <laughs> Call me Uncle Monkeyhead. Uncle Monkeyhead. <laughs> Uncle Monkeyhead is going to help Monkeyhead. us with our graduation show. Yeah! It's the Monkeyhead! Oh, 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 get out of the way. So, Aaron Bailey, good old Aaron Bailey. It's like, I bet you don't know any cool songs. And Jesse's like, yeah, I know a lot of them. Or no, Michelle's like, yeah, he does. He's a great singer. He knows so many awesome songs. And Aaron's like, no, he doesn't. Michelle's like, yes, he does. And Aaron's like, no, he doesn't. And Uncle Jesse's like, yeah, I do. And Aaron's like, no, you don't. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, have you heard of Viva Las Vegas, kid? And Aaron's like, no, I haven't. Never heard of it. I think you're making that up. And of course, Jesse's like, that's it. I know a lot of cool songs. I'm going to teach you one right now. So sit your butt down. And everything's like, yeah, he's going to teach us a cool song. And the teacher's like, yes, thank you. I'm going to get paid. You can do my job for me. <laughs> oh, and, and oh my gosh, Aaron with this whole monkey head. You're a little monkey head. And the teacher even gets on it. Mr. Uncle Monkeyhead is going to teach us a song. And Aaron proceeds like, let's go jump him and jump on his head. And all the kids like pile drive him. <laughs> and the teacher actually has to back out of the way from this these swarms of children just burying Uncle Jesse. Like he's a football player who's got the ball and they're all tackling him. And of course you see Uncle Jesse's head pop up from the pile. Like, watch the monkey here as he goes back down. Alright, now it's night night time at the Tanner house. We're going back to the house. It looks like um living room's lit up so someone's in there. And there is a room. Is that Michelle's bedroom right above the door? That's what I'm kind of wondering. And then DJ and Stephanie's room is the one that's got the three windows on it, just like downstairs. And then in between is the hallway. Oh, Danny, 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 the 90s. Oh, the 90s. The early 90s. Neon clothes. He is a Crayola nightmare. <laughs> He's got a salmon color 
shirt with a black and blue jean jacket with a pattern on the back. He's got Zumba pants. Is that right? Where they get, were they Zumba pants? The ones that um, were really stretchy. And he's got some awesome kicks. He's got some sweet, sweet looking shoes. What I can see of them anyway. And of course, you can tell he just went out and bought all these clothes because he still got the tags on them. They cut the tags off. Oh, to the left of the doorway, right on the floor next to the fireplace, there is this little lime green with blue wheels little uh, conductor train. And I'm thinking, Michelle's four? I don't think she plays with that anymore. I don't think she does. Danny's singing, I want to rock and roll all night and party every day as he checks his reflection out in the mirror above the fireplace. He's like, all right, yeah, that's great. I'm looking awesome. So he at least takes the tags off the jacket. He would have taken the one off the pants. Unfortunately, the doorbell rang and it's Kirsten. And she's like, oh, wow, cool pants. And he's like, oh, thanks. I've had them for years. And she's like, uh, isn't that a tag on your pants? He's like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Kirsten's outfit is wild. She's wearing this black leather mini skirt, fishnet stockings. It's just a, um, a lacy black look. And she's got, um, a red leather fringe jacket and she's got bl black earrings and a black um fabric headband with a bow on top it's really cool you imagine what people would like oh is that your dad kirsten because come on you can tell there's a major age difference and even when michelle's like are you here to play with dj i mean relatively i mean dj does look Semi closer to Kirsten's age. Because keep in mind, Danny is 33, so he's at least probably a decade older than Kirsten. Yeah. Whereas DJ's like 14 at this point. Danny's like, alright, let's get slaughterized. And she's like, oh, wait, can I use your bathroom? Because I gotta do a hair check. She's got this lacy fishnet shirt over a black bra. And it's like totally see through, of course. But her outfit is awesome. I think she's in the running for the best outfit of the episode. Now she's running to the bathroom. She's also got these um, leather, black leather boots that go all the way just below her knees. And she stops midpoint of running through the kitchen to go to the bathroom. And she says, oh, by the way, the tickets to Slaughter fell through. Maybe she was thinking she's going to win them in a radio station contest. Like, she didn't actually have them, or she hadn't purchased them yet, and, you know, luck ran out and she didn't uh, get them in time. But she's like, oh, tickets fell through, but I know an usher who will sneak us in. And of course, responsible, mature, 33-year-old Danny Dad is like, oh, uh, won't we get in trouble for that? And she looks at him like, oh, that's right. You are the older man, the responsible, mature man. Who would say something like, she's probably thinking like, you are being really uncool right now. You sound like my dad. She'll say that later on. I want to play this clip. He's like, I hope so because I live for trouble. And she's like, oh yeah. Oh, Danny, my tickets <laughs> fell through, but don't worry. I know an usher who can sneak us in. Won't we get in trouble? 
I, I, I mean, I hope so, because I live for trouble. <laughs> so she ends up, instead of going through the kitchen like she was originally going to go, she goes through the laundry room. And Danny's still rocking his clothes, rocking out on his head to going to party every day, all night long, every day. And he takes the tag off of his pants. As the family comes in and sees the side of Danny they have never seen before. Because I'm sure he was not wearing those clothes when they left to go eat. So DJ's the first one to walk in. Then we got Stephanie. Also, Kimmy went with them because, of course, her family is uh, traveling acrobats or traveling circus or traveling something. I think they're acrobats. We learned that in Fuller House. They're, when we finally get to see Kimmy Gibbler's house in Fuller House, which, if you are a Full House fanatic head like me, even dreaming of that day since we met Kimmy Gibbler, um, if they were to do, uh, uh, I'm just thinking about that. Jimmy and Stephanie getting married. Wouldn't Kimmy's parents have to be there? I mean, they don't have to be there, but it'd be nice if they would, so we could finally... Put that to bed of what are their parents, not what are they, but who are their parents? Who would you want to be cast as Kimmy and Jimmy's parents? We got Stephanie. Stephanie, honestly, she's getting the worst outf- uh, worst shirt, worst outfit award. I do not like it. It's just really weird. It's got this lady with this yellow yarn hair, and it's purple, and it's just really creepy. Joey's holding Michelle, and then we also have Becky and Jesse behind Kimmy and DJ. And they're taking all this in, like, who are you and what have you done with our father? Slash friend, slash brother-in-law, slash co-worker, slash neighbor. The look on their face is just, like, they're weirded out. Like, why are you dressed like you're 17? You're like, ugh, I don't like this side of you, Danny. I hope we never see it again. And Danny's accusing her. He's like, what are you people doing home so early? And, of course, I think Jesse, uh, Joey's like, well, they don't call it fast food for nothing. What, do they run through the drive-thru and eat in the car? DJ's like, Dad, aren't you going out on a date tonight? And Jesse adds, uh, have you looked in the mirror? Like, yes, guys, he dressed like this on purpose. This was not an accident. So Danny's all like, huh. He's like pushing his hair back. Like, what is this, the third degree? You're not even supposed to be here. He's like, almost like he morphs into a teenager that got caught in the act of doing something he shouldn't be doing. Like, I don't need to defend my choices to you. I don't need to defend my actions to you. If I want to go out with a 22-year-old college student, I'll do it. If I want to sneak into a slaughter concert, I'm going to do it. So he wants to shove them off. He's like, hey, you know what? Since you've had dinner, it would be a great time to have dessert. Why don't you go hit up the DQ? Oh, no, he's going to shove them into the kitchen. Oh, that's great, because I'm sure Kirsten is going to come right out there, or she's going to come back through the laundry room. That panda bear has been sitting there since season one. I'm surprised its insides have not started popping out. This stuffing hasn't started popping out from the seams. And here comes Kirsten through the laundry room as Danny was trying to push everybody through that doorway into the kitchen. Like, go ahead, dessert. Everybody. Whoops, this is going to get awkward. 
awkward. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. Are you here to play with DJ? Sure. Um, no, Michelle. She's she's here to play with me. Ew. I like that. Everybody, this is uh, it's Kirsten, my date. Where are you taking her? Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> Good one, Kimmy. So Michelle asks the line when she sees Kirsten, Are you here to play with DJ? And Danny goes over to Kirsten and puts a hand on her shoulder like, Oh no, honey, she's here to play with me. And it just seems so revolting, like, ugh. And, of course, Kimmy gets the amazing funny line of, where are you taking her, Chuck E. Cheese? Because <laughs> at that time, Chuck E. Cheese had re replaced um, Showbiz Pizza. Oh, here we go. Let's see the aftermath, because we went to a commercial break after that line from Kimmy. Eh. And I are sneaking into the Slaughter concert. <laughs> Dad, you're going to go see Slaughter? Oh, you're so lucky. So, Danny. What's your favorite Slaughter song? <laughs> oh, good one, dude. Uh, I like their early stuff. Nice try, Mr. T, but they only have one album. <laughs> I'm up early on their album, First Side, First Cut. What? DJ, why don't you take Kimmy up to your room and work on your graduation speech? Okay. Hey, Michelle, why don't you go work on your graduation song? Okay. <laughs> and Steph, why don't you go, um... I'll go upstairs and think about how everyone else gets to graduation, and I get deadly squat. Oh, Steph, come on, that's enough. Well, I guess we better be jamming. <laughs> yeah, well, you kids run along now. And... Oh, gosh, have fun, and by golly, don't stay out too late. Hey, great Ronald Reagan! <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Walter Brennan. Who? Oh. Well, anyway, we won't be out late. I have to be back at the sorority house by 12.30. Oh, he's a sorority. Your curfew's extended to 12.45. Wow, on a school night. Gee, thanks. Well, those guys love the kid around. I'll get you for this. Oh, come on, Danny. You're not young. Reagan? Oh, they start grilling him after, like, oh, uh, we're going to go see Slaughter. And... DJ's like, Dad, you're going to see Slaughter? You are so lucky. Of course, Jesse, with his big old grin on his face, is like, so, uh, Danny, uh, what's your favorite Slaughter song? And Danny's like, oh, I, I like their earlier stuff. And <laughs> Kimmy, oh, she comes back with a good one. Nice try, Mr. T. They only have one album. Like, burn! Oh, awkward! <laughs> I'm at he says, I meant early on the album, like, first side, first cut, or something like that. So Danny's like, all right, um, DJ, why don't you take Kimmy up to your room so you can work on your graduation speech? And Michelle, who's still being held by Joey, is like, Michelle, why don't you go work on your graduation song? Since, well, hopefully they already picked a song, because they're not going with wheels on the bus, so now she's got to learn, I think, Twist and Shout. And, of course, he, Danny turns to Stephanie and is like, Stephanie, why don't you, um, uh, and she's like, I'll go sit in my room and pout about how the fact that I'm not getting a graduation. Like, suck it, suck it up. Deal with it, sweetie, please. I, I like Stephanie normally, but she's, she's kind of getting on my nerves. 
You need to drop this, girl. So the kids are all gone, so that just leaves Jesse with his arm around Becky and uh, Joey standing there just observing, like, what is this? Danny is clearly having a midlife crisis. So Danny and Kirsten head to the door, and Joey's doing his old man, My golly, you kids, you go out and have a great time, and don't, my golly, don't you stay out too late. <laughs> and Kirsten's like, oh my gosh, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> well, Kirsten is a sorority girl. She's like, oh, we won't be out late. I have to be at the sorority house by, by 12.30, which makes sense. And Jesse, of course, like, oh, by the in that case, Danny, your curfew is extended to 12.45. And Danny just smiles like, oh, yeah, on a school night, thanks. You're so nice. Of course, as he's going back to the door, he's like, oh, those guys like the kid around. And then he turns before he closes the door, looks at them, says, I will get you for this. Dan uh, when Kirsten is like, oh, great Ronald Bregan. And Danny's like, that's Walter Brennan. And I'm like... Who? Alright, let's take a little looky-poo here at Walter Andrew Brennan. He was, wow, 1894 to 94? Woo! Wow, one Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in 36, 38, and 40, making him one of only three male actors to win three Academy Awards. Good for him. What has he done? Early, let's see, has he been in anything I would know? Maybe not. Well, he died in 74, so maybe not. Uh, I don't know what that is. Affairs of Cappy Ricks. Never heard of it. Uh, let me, let me, let me pull up old uh, Walter Brennan here. Whoopsie. Oh, I hit the wrong button on my phone. Sorry about that. Uh, here we go. The YouTube. The YouTube. I'm going to look it up on the YouTube. Come on, Walter Brennan. Show me what you got. Here we go. Oh! He's got an album? What is that? What? That guy looks like someone I might know. Well, not, like, really know, but... Oh, he's a singer! Old Rivers. He's a singer! Let me hear. Holy moo! Joey, you were spot on with that uh, impression of Walter Brennan. Wow. Good for you. R.I.P. Walter Brennan. He died before I was even born. I love when Danny and Kirsten leave and Joey turns back to Jesse and Becky is like, Ronald Reagan? Really? How young is this girl? Alright, it's the next day. We get a nice sunny shot of the bay. And the bridge. Now we are at Michelle's graduation. They got folding chairs all set up. We got parents with giant camcorders. You know, the kind that weighed like 20 pounds that would, uh, you'd sit up on your shoulder. And you're like, oh, I need a massage for my shoulder. I was holding my camcorder. And now we get more from Stephanie. So... This is a preschool graduation. Did I tell you that I never got one? I doubt DJ got one either. What makes you think that you're special in that regard, Steph? 
And Stephanie's like, I never got a kindergarten graduation either. You don't get a graduation at the end of every single year, kiddo. Of course, DJ states the obvious smiling. Well, you know, the important thing is, you're not bitter. I just looked up Walter Brennan on IMDb. He's got 243 credits. So clearly it's not going to be, unless he was in the Twilight Zone for an episode, but who knows, he might have been. Oh, there's my lunch. No, look, it, it, it's a lot of Western movies that he's in. Oh, there's my timer. Shut up. Thank you. All right, so the teacher, Michelle's teacher, introduces herself. Like, thank you for coming to the Meadowcrest preschool graduation. And I would like to introduce Jesse Katsopoulos, who was nice enough to put on this entire performance. And, of course, Becky right away pulls out her camera to take a picture as Jesse's like, thank you. And he's doing peace signs. Like, yeah, this is all me. Well, and the kids, they they deserve credit too. <laughs> so Jesse goes over to the stereo and starts playing um, the graduation. Is it Pomp and Circumstance? And it's really cute. I like the kids' outfits. We have, it's basically um, like a cray paper uh, type of, well, almost like those hospital type, you know, uh, thin papery gowns that you put on. Um, but they're really cute. They also have the, what they call them, the mortar boards that sit on the head, right? But um, there's a couple kids that are wearing fuchsia pink. One girl behind them, the cute little Asian girl, is wearing purple. We got Michelle wearing, like, a bright yellow. We got a boy who's wearing a robin's egg blue or maybe a sky blue. So Michelle and the other students are parading in, uh, down the aisle and it's just cute everyone's taking pictures and they're up in the front now and you see all these flashes going off because you know parents are taking pictures we come back to stephanie she's like did i mention that i never got a cap and gown or a mortar or a song like this is getting really irritating i wouldn't even be looking and DJ, why are you even acknowledging her at this point? I'd be like, I'm not even looking at you. They should be looking at the front where little Michelle is having her graduation. As we cut to Danny's like, over here, Michelle, he's got a little camera up and she's waving and smiling. So Jesse's like to the audience, like, don't these kids look great? All right, kids. He's kind of pushing them off. All right, like, get ready for the performance. So Jesse does give a little speech for the kids. I'm going to play this clip. Welcome, parents and friends. This year, our kids have learned about sharing. They've learned about respect. And most importantly, they've learned not to put their mouths on the drinking fountain. <laughs> and now we'd like to show you how our year in preschool have made our grads a little older, a little wiser, and thanks to me, definitely a lot hipper. Here they are, Jesse's Little Rippers! Jesse basically gives a speech of how the kids have learned about sharing. They've learned about respect. And, and Jesse says, and most importantly, they've learned not to put their mouths on the drinking fountain because, of course, that spreads germs. I added that little germ part in. That wasn't him. I love how when 
Becky takes Jesse's picture again, he does that little, uh, that hip sway, that Elvis, uh, pose. <laughs> so Jesse goes over to the curtain and he goes ready to pull it back, but he turns to the audience and he's like, I'd like to let our kids know or show you how this year has gone for them. Preschool's made our grads a little older, a little wiser, and thanks to me, a lot more cooler. So he yanks that curtain back. We got the kids. We got Michelle uh, on lead guitar. We got another kid on a guitar. We got a kid with a tambourine. We got a couple kids that are just sitting off to the side in front of the drum set that the drums are being played by little Aaron Bailey. And the kids are all screaming the song twist and shout. Of course, Michelle is the lead singer, so they're going to repeat what she says. I love how Jesse and the teacher are just rocking out and kind of watching the kids perform and everything, like they're doing the song with them almost. I want to play this little clip here of Michelle, like, here's to class in 1991. And this is the last episode we will see this preschool teacher, as Michelle is going to move on to kindergarten with Miss Wiltrout as her teacher in season five. All right, we come back to the house, and Danny calls Stephanie into Joey's room with Joey and Jesse and Becky there. They've all just returned from Michelle's graduation. What is <laughs> Stephanie Judith Tanner, this is your graduation ceremony. We present to you this graduation trophy. This is a bowling trophy. Yes, that man is proudly bowling his way into the fourth grade. <laughs> and there's more. Are these bowling shoes? person of the episode award if I were giving that to anybody it's definitely gonna be Steph she really has not shushed her butt about this dang graduation and not only do Joey Jesse Becky and Danny give her what she wants but she's unsatisfied with the results Oh, a bowling trophy? And Joey's like, yes, that man there is bowling his way into the fourth grade. And then Becky hands her a box. And she's like, let me guess, these are bowling shoes? I'm like, Stephanie, just go with it. They didn't have to do this for you. Why are you being a brat? I mean, they understood she felt left out, but, but now she's just going to complain about it? So she opens the box like, oh, wow, my first pair of high heels. And then, of course, we hear blaring music from across the hall. And Danny's like, what the heck is that noise? And he's like, DJ, we cut to DJ in Steph's room. And, of course, Kirsten and DJ are rocking out. <laughs> 
did? Well, maybe that's because I am a dad. <laughs> and that's uh, how dads sound when they talk to kids. I just came by early to give DJ this tape. I thought you and I could get some pizza before the dance. <laughs> DJ, can I talk to Kirsten for a minute? Sure, I'll go work on my speech. Kirsten, you have to tell me where you buy your clothes. Hey, next time I go shopping, we'll go together. This is great! I finally have a friend with a car! <laughs> so Danny comes in, turns the music up, like, young lady, you are not the only person in this house. He then sees Kirsten, and Kirsten's like, whoa, Danny, you sound just like my dad! And Danny's like, well, I guess that's because I am a dad, and I'm used to talking to children in this tone of voice when they upset me. So Kirsten's like, hey, I thought we could go get pizza before we go to the dance. I'm like, what? Maybe they're just going dancing or something like that. And she brought over a tape for DJ. DJ's like, Kirsten, you gotta tell me where you go shopping. And Kirsten's like, hey, next time we go, we'll go together. And DJ's like, great, I have a friend who has a car. And DJ leaves, because Danny, of course, wants to speak to Kirsten privately. This olive moss green turtleneck, mock turtleneck that Danny's wearing is just really unflattering for him. It really goes against his skin tone, and then you gotta add the, uh, tree bark brown pants to it, and it's just, he, he looks like a tree. I wanna check out, uh, we got, uh, George Michael, we got, uh, uh, poster on the wall, we got, uh, is that Janet Jackson or, no, that's Paula Abdul, who's that other lady? She doesn't have the bangles, she doesn't have Stacey Q, but she still, CJ does have a horse post, a small horse poster. She's got a little um shelf that's got like trophies. It's got a horse, um, not a horse statue, but what you know, what are those uh you know um plastic horses? Yeah, Danny's breaking it off with Kirsten. He always, you know, that's how it starts. Like, you know, I I think you're an amazing girl. I mean, woman. I mean, person. And the look on Kirsten's face is she knows what's coming. She knows what's happening. This wasn't going to last. This was just a thing that Danny had to work through, and he's done so. And he just sees this relationship with Kirsten as completely inappropriate. She's, okay, Kirsten, I was off by a year. Kirsten is 21, and Danny is 33, so he's 12 years older than this girl. So Kirsten gets the message, like, are you trying to tell me you never want to see me again? And he's like, no, no, I mean, uh, yes. Oh, wow, you know what? That's going to make uh, work awkward if she's an intern. Clearly, I bet anything she's going to quit and say, I want to do an intern either at another station or somewhere else. And DJ, if you think you're going shopping with Kirsten, um, think again. Because that would be all kinds of awkward. And Kirsten doesn't care. to like, age doesn't matter. I really like you a lot. Kirsten, Kirsten, Kirsten. I get it. You like Danny. He's a cool guy. He's a nice guy. He's a single father with three children. One who is like seven years younger than you. This could never work out. I think she just wants someone to hang out. Does she really want a relationship with a single father who's 33? It was just, it was fun. You you went to the Slaughter concert. You had a banging time. 
leave it at that. He had a good time. Just be friends. I bet he's going to give their we can just be friends line. Is he? So Danny's honestly, I'm not really a slaughterhead. I felt guilty for sneaking into that concert and I wrote them a check. And Danny's being honest. He's like, you know, you and I, the truth is we have very different interests. I'm like, yes, yeah, she is a college student and you are a 33-year-old man who's a single father and you have a career. Kirsten's not at that point in her life. She just wants to hang out and have it. She's a college student. She's got another year or so before she really has to be thinking about prospects for a career and what she wants out of her life. And I don't think at the top of that list is dating a man who's wit a widower who's got three kids. I don't see her wanting to be a stepmom to three kids, one of which that is seven years younger than you. And Danny, of course, closes this out with, I hope you'll understand and that we can still be friends. And Kirsten's like, yeah, I'd want that too. Yeah, right. Maybe it works for some people, maybe it doesn't. And she's she's got this sparkle in her eye, like, well, but before we're just friends, and she kisses, Bleh. and Kirsten leaves and we never see her again. Now we got Danny, Bob Saget does, I believe he does play the guitar, and he plays it pretty well. He's down in the kitchen, singing, young girl, get out of my mind. My love for you is way out of line. Yes, it was. What is Danny eating? He took a spoonful of something, but I see what looks like maybe saltine crackers in a in a sleeve there. So DJ comes down and she's all dressed. She's got her mortarboard up. She's got her gown, graduating gown on. She's got her speech ready to go. She wants to run it by her dad, so I'm going to play this clip. <coughs> Some kind of crisis? Mini crisis. But uh, I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, look at you in your cap and gown. I can't believe my little baby's finally graduating. Well, not till tomorrow. I'm just practicing reading my speech with a tassel in my face. You want to hear it? Sure, honey. Today, as we say goodbye to Van Atta Junior High, we realize that everything up until now has been but preparation for the future. Finally, we're ready to enter high school, and our lives are about to begin. What do you think so far? Well, I'm just curious, but what about the last 14 years? It sounds like you're saying your life hasn't even started yet. Well, it hasn't. But when I get into high school, I get to go out on dates, stay up really late, backpack across Europe with my boyfriend. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, dude, slow down. My point is... Don't miss out on what's happening right now just because you're waiting for something better to come along. <laughs> you, you can't live for the future, just like you can't live in the past. Well, I'm not living in the past. Oh, I know you're not. But I was. I was trying to pretend I was 21 again. That was pretty silly, huh? Well, I have to admit, Kimmy and I were laughing at you in those neon pants for hours. <laughs> So DJ starts a reader speech saying, today as we leave Van Anna Junior High, we look back and realize that the last 14 years has been preparation for the future. Finally, we're ready to enter high school. And she says how our lives are about to begin. Well, that sounds more like a high school graduation speech. Because in a way, I mean, 
Your lives, I don't feel, truly really begin until you get out into the world. Whether you're going, or even once you get out of college, you've done your studying, you put the hard work in, your life opens up to you, you get a job, you get your a place to live, you're living on your own, you're paying your bills. That, I think, is when life begins. But then again, other people might say, my life began when I met my significant other when we got married, when we had our first child, and this and that. So I think it just depends on, but I mean, DJ's just seeing this as, this is the next step to down the road to become on my way to adulthood down the road. Okay, so that's so far, so I think whether she probably had more, but she stopped, like, what do you think so far of that? So... Danny just offers some good criticism here. He's kind of making her see. He's like, well, wait a minute. Well, it sounds good so far, but uh, tell me this. What about the last 14 years of your life? And he's like, it sounds like to me what you're saying is that your life hasn't even started yet. And DJ's like, well, it hasn't. Once I get to high school, I get to go out on dates, stay up really late. Really? Danny's going to let you stay up really late? And she adds, backpack across Europe with my boyfriend. Well... I mean, she does go to Spain, and then in season six, episode one, she does come back with a boyfriend, so maybe a little foreshadowing there. And Danny, of course, yes, he put a hand up like, whoa, whoa, Deej, you are, uh, you're jumping the gun a little too far here. You're only entering high school. You're not graduating from it yet. Why do you say we'll fight about that part later? <laughs> I like what Danny says here. He says, don't miss out on what's happening right now because you're looking for something better to come along. And the way it's like, don't wish your life away. As in, when I was growing up, I always had this feeling of, I can't wait until this happens or I can't wait until I get to do this. Like with when driving a car and everything. And it's always, I looked forward to these these things like, oh, I get to go to the movies right now, or oh, I can't wait to. Oh, a big one. The big one was, I was counting down the years when I was like 11 or 12. Like, oh, five more years until I get my license, four more years until I get my license. And my family was just like, ah, yeah, we'll stay off the road when you're on the when you're driving. And Danny's like, you can't live for the future. And he's like, just like you can't live in the past. And DJ's like, well, I'm not living in the past. And Danny's like, no, uh, that was me, actually. I was trying to pretend I was 21 again. And I got to thinking, he and Pam got married right out of high school when they were 19. Danny, you were, like, in college and a father when you were 21. <laughs> Maybe he wanted to live a version of his 21-year-old self where he wasn't married and he didn't have a child. Where he and Joey were just crazy kids in college just going to sororities and being in fraternities and all that fun stuff. He wanted that lifestyle without the responsibility. Like, he was attracted to Kirsten's youthfulness and how she saw him, because everyone else saw him as, like, you're getting gray hair. Us old guys, we gotta remember to breathe and stretch after we exercise. So, DJ admits that she and Kimmy had been busting a gut over those pants for, like, hours. Of course, you know, uh, she and Danny hug, all is well. Stephanie, of course, has to come in wearing those heels, which, they're not high at all. They're really low. Like, if you want to start out with... 
make an adjustment from flats to what Stephanie is wearing, where that doesn't even look, looks like maybe an inch heel, possibly. Nothing bigger than that, but I could never do the huge high heel thing. Just no, just no way. Like, flats all the way for me, no high heels. I already stumble around and have a very big lack of coordination, so I don't need to, uh, Roll away ankle by wearing high heels. So, uh, Stephanie comes in with a high heel. She's like, you can't believe how cool it is up here. So that gives her, like, another inch of height. Michelle comes in in her pajamas, cause she or in her nightgown, because she was upstairs. She's like, do I smell chocolate cake? Is that what's, what was behind that sleeve of salt? There's not a sleeve of saltines. I don't know what that was. But there was chocolate cake on that table? Michelle smelled that from her bedroom up the stairs. I couldn't even see it on that table. It's hiding behind those package of saltines. And Danny's like, shouldn't you be asleep? And she's like, my nose woke me up. This is a cute moment between a father and his three daughters. I'm going to play this clip. I guess you can kind of see it. Oh, wait. So that's not saltines. That's... That's a cake. It's like like a blonde golden cake with chocolate filling, I guess. Get over here. You know, girls, I may not be 21 anymore, but 33 is feeling pretty good right now. Could life be any better than this? Would be So Danny's like, you know, I may not be 21 anymore, but 33 is feeling pretty good. And Michelle's like, it'd be better if I had chocolate cake. So, of course, Danny feeds her a forkful of chocolate cake. And Steph, uh, DJ digs in with a plastic fork, and so does Stephanie. Did he heat that up in the microwave? I hope that hasn't been sitting on the kitchen table it's gonna be dried out heat that up heat it up because it would be oh so warm and good in your mouth if you heat it up in the microwave so that was the episode i thought that was so good bester outfit i'm giving it to kirsten i am definitely giving it to kirsten because she looked amazing in that red fringe leather jacket and the mini skirt and the fishnet stockings just very very great i really liked it now what? It, oh, the outfit, the worst outfit. I'm definitely giving it to Stephanie for that purple shirt that she was wearing with that yellow yarn hair on the front. <sighs> Didn't like it. Lesson learned from this episode. I'm going to go with uh for Danny. Definitely, it's like just accept that you're getting older. You've lived a you've lived a great life so far. Don't try to act like you're in college again and try to relive, relive something that you, you, I mean, come on. You had your fun wild times with Joe. They talk about Jesse. I mean, Joey and Danny, they talk about the fun times they had in college. You had those moments, Danny. I think it's just the fact that he found those gray hairs. People are calling him old and he just like, I want to feel young. 21-year-old Kirsten, yes, I'll go with you to the Slaughter concert. I'll buy clothes that are meant for, like, a 20-year-old to look young and hip again. Come on. For favorite line of the episode, I gotta go with Jesse's smirk when he says, Hey, Danny, what's your favorite Slaughter song? 
<laughs> I love that. Because he knew that Danny never even heard of Slaughter. So I was looking up some graduation songs. Um, I do remember I Believe I Can Fly. I graduated in 2001. One of the songs I remember was Good Rinse Time of Your Life by Green Day. I remember that song. Um, this one says for like two, uh, the graduation song, Friends Forever by, or Graduation, Friends Forever by Vitamin C. I remember that in season, or no, what was, it was Scary Movie 2. Uh, Anna Ferris was singing that song. The first time Lorraine was like, will you shut up and let me sing? Uh, Boys to Men, It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday. Here's some popular graduations. What a Wonderful World, Make It Happen, The River by Garth Brooks. Um, Learn Something New Every Day, There You'll Be by Faith Hill, Whenever You Remember by Carrie Underwood, You Raise Me Up by Josh Groban. I love that song. So I'm going to play a quick, quick little clip from one of my favorite shows, One Tree Hill, a graduating moment. Haley Scott is giving a graduation speech and... Runs into a little trouble while giving it. I think that we owe something to the world. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have more. I just think I'm having my baby. This next little clip I want to play from season three of the OC real quick as everyone's getting ready to graduate. Ryan, Marissa, Seth, and Summer, and of course, new friend Taylor. So this is just, it's fun, it's cute, just seeing, if you watch the OC, it's just a cute moment. Alright, I'm going to talk about next week's episode, entitled Season 6, Episode 19, continuing on with the graduation theme with Subterranean Graduation Blues. Jesse's determined to show up everybody who doubted he could finish high school. Uh, also, his parents aren't. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm like, maybe they were there, and since Jesse didn't make it to his graduation, they're like, where's our son? Wasn't he supposed to make a speech? That's why we came here. But on the night of the graduation, everybody gets delayed when the subway train that Michelle suggests they take because it's better for the environment and less pollution because they were going to have to take two vehicles. The subway train gets delayed. I get stuck. No. But before we get to that, look forward to this Friday, season one, episode 11, the big three i I'm doing this episode in celebration of Bob Saget's birthday on Friday, May 17th. Danny suffers great anxiety on his 30th birthday when he comes home and finds a big birthday party waiting for him as well as his destroyed car. Wow, so three years later he's already having a midlife crisis. <laughs> oh my goodness, Danny. Oh, what's going to happen when you hit 40? <laughs> but then again, when he turns 60 in Fuller House, he's wearing all like... Uh, hip chains and a backwards or sideways hat and all this stuff. It's just... <laughs> Alrighty, so that is the episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will be back on Friday with the big 3-0 from Season 1 to celebrate 
celebrate Bob Saget's birthday. I had a lot of fun with this. I don't think I've ever done an impression like that, so I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> I learned a lot. I learned about the band Slaughter. I learned I'd actually heard one of their songs. And I learned about uh, Warren... I forgot his last name already. <laughs> but it's just, it's it's fun. It's just, it's fun recounting this and just learning different things. So, all right, guys and girls, Tanner fans, have a great Wednesday afternoon. Bye-bye.